Hi, I'm Frederick March. I'm here to show you what the best practices are to change your life and become more successful in everything you do. This is episode 44, Shall Not Fear. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Fred. Probably have seen me before if you haven't. How you doing? Nice to see you. So this podcast is about I shall not fear. You know, it's interesting because um, when I think about what to talk about in a podcast, it's a little different than when I think about what I want to preach about. It's similar, but it's a little different. In this situation, what I'm preaching about on Sunday is almost not word for word, but pretty close to what I'm talking about today, because this is a shorter format, that's a longer format. And so, um, this is, fear is interesting. I'm just going to talk from my, for me, my perspective, from, for myself. So, I'm in a process of um, a lot of changes in my life, a lot of things happening, a lot of things going on, and, you know, I'm in the process of launching a course in order to hopefully to be able to generate income that I can live from. And, you know, I've been doing this podcast now for almost a year and, you know, I haven't really done a lot as far as marketing is concerned and as far as pushing the numbers up and, you know, and, you know, I wrote an ebook, I wrote a book and, uh, you know, I didn't never really finished it. It's almost finished. I, I think the last chapter needs to be edited. Um, I graded these courses. Like I, I literally did all the video, edited all the videos, created my own graphics, had my own music put in the background. Uh, I created all the, the intro image and intro videos and created all this stuff and I created all the products and I created all the methods and I launched it. I put it up on the internet didn't put any marketing towards it. Um, also designed uh, Etsy shop and created a bunch of uh, digital products. And I, uh, you know, a print on demand products, like some mugs and some t-shirts and, and a bunch of stuff, you know, and uh, uh, <laughs> just producing, producing, producing. But I haven't, even though it's all up and it's going, it's there, I haven't done any marketing towards it. I haven't even pushed uh, any eyes towards it. And I'm thinking, dealing with myself, I think it's about fear. I think it's about um, I haven't even figured it out yet, but it's something to do with fear. It's something to do with why I'm afraid to launch it. Why I'm afraid to put eyes in front of it. like. Nobody's written, read my book, you know, my ex-wife, she, she read through it a bit and she was helping me with the editing of it and it didn't really get finished. And so she never really, she didn't really say much about what was the content, you know, she thought it was okay, but I think sometimes my way of thinking is confusing for her. So I think she had some issues in that area anyways. Um, but like people have asked, hey, can I see it and, and read it? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I never sent it. So 
you know, and I know that there's people who are on like uh, Fiverr who would edit, finish, finish editing the book, and then I'd have it done. I created a uh, a digital front page for it. It's already a finished PDF. You know, it's just not finished editing. It's like it could be launched right now. I even got the uh, uh, official government um, serial number for it, and AMIDA, whatever number, whatever that is called again. So like. It's literally on the books as a book that could be published and could be put out there and all that kind of stuff. I went through all that process. I get it all done all by myself. Just took the initiative to do it. Nobody's ever read it. I even have urges to create new ones. You know, I've created stuff before. I've went on and I've created my own cryptocurrency currency i've created a, a crypto account like uh, to create products like uh, uh, graphics that you could sell with cryptocurrency and uh, i created this whole idea and concept and created all these products you know i called it um uh audio graffiti and so i would have audio um waves that are recorded for me saying things and and then I take it and I turn into black black graffiti writing, and then I would put it on uh, a wall, and then I would have it so it looks like graffiti. You couldn't tell what it was, but it was actually things being said. And I thought it was cool. I know I could generate a bunch of them because I had the technique to do it. Never launched it. Never told anybody about it. Never talked about it talked about it with my ex and she she didn't think it was something that people would be interested in so I just kind of just like okay it doesn't take it didn't take me much to stop to not go any further I have a lot of skills and abilities a video editor a, a graphic designer a website I did my own website and did my own like you know I've created actual courses for other people like 31 videos and the website and all the other stuff and created all these wonderful things for other people's businesses and that they're using and doing well with. But for me, I haven't sold anything. It's There's like a fear in me that's uh, worried about, uh, I don't know what it is I'm worried about yet. I'm going to dig into that and figure it out. But, you know, I was like, okay, why? You know why? It's like, it's like, uh, I know, it doesn't, I'm not going to sound like I'm being braggadocious, but I'm just saying, I know that there's greatness in me. I know that there's ability to create a, a large organization and do very well in that area. And, and I have a lot of wisdom and knowledge that I've gained over the years with, with the Lord and, and digging into teachings and digging into scripture and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I have helped people and I've had coached people and they have seen growth. And I know that I'm using the techniques myself and I'm seeing growth and I'm going through the process, but I'm not finished. And right now I'm here struggling with this launching thing, struggling with this, uh, paying for marketing so I can get my, product in people's face so they can see it like i created all the links for everything and it's down in the description below of the video but like i never this is the first time i even told anybody that those links are in the video description below like it's been there for like five or six episodes and i've never said anything until right now <laughs> so so there's a there's something there that you know it's like 
I don't feel like I'm an imposter because I do know that I can do what I'm saying I can do. I have created the products that I said I could create and I created them. You know, I've created my own store. I've learned how to link everything together so the payments can go through and all. And I learned how to have my site set up where my Etsy site, when you order a t-shirt from it, it goes to another company, this other company then prints it and then fulfills it and then packages it and ships it. And I don't have to do any of that stuff. You know, I've learned how to link those together. I've learned how to design them. I've learned how to use it. So, you know, and I learned how to the SEO about what kind of search engine optimization you need to use on these sites in order to get people's attention, you know, and, even without putting any marketing towards it, people are coming to my site. You know, they're not purchasing anything, but people are coming to the site. But for me, I know. I know that I know that I know that it's a fear thing. It's a fear-based thing. So, uh, indulge me. That's why I'm wearing my glasses. You might not have seen me wear glasses before, but I wear glasses to read. But I'm going to read uh, a scripture. It's probably a very well-known scripture. A lot of people know the scripture. Even if you're not a, a diehard believer or uh, walking in that, you usually know this scripture. It's Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lay down in green pastures and lead me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your presence, you, sorry, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So now, interesting thing about the scripture is like, you know, it's it's a wonderful scripture. It, you know, talks about, but I think this is the entire walk of salvation in, in our life. So this is how salvation works for us. This is how God works for us. This is what, this is God's plan. He laid out for us. Some people seem to take a, a, an offense to consider us to be like sheep and we need a shepherd, but... The reality is a lot of times we walk into danger. We don't even know we're walking into danger. We don't even see what God sees. We don't even notice what God notices. And, and we could easily walk into, um, into a dangerous situation that could cause us to, whatever, fall into temptation and, and then walk off the path. And next thing you know, we have no relationship with God anymore. And so, you know, the interesting, okay, I'm going to break it down a little bit, okay? Okay, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And in this great in this scripture, what they're saying is, I shall not want. I shall not want any other gods besides God. He is my shepherd. I don't need another shepherd. I don't need anybody else. I have God. That's it. That's all I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't need anything else. I have God. That's it. That's all I need. You know. And then it's not saying that we don't need each other. It's not saying that we don't need interaction, and but he's saying as far as this walk of salvation for the end to take place, this is how it is. Don't take any other gods. That's it. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need any other gods. You only need one. One is all it took. <laughs> okay. And 
he maketh me lay down. So this is always what I find interesting. He says, he maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Okay, the green pastures is abundance. It is uh, more than you can handle. Like it's, it's a huge green pasture where you have all the food you can eat, all the supplies you can need, all everything you can ever need. God will provide you. He will. But it says he maketh me. It's like, so I used to dig into this a lot. Like he maketh me as in he has to force me to go into a green pastures. And I think that's correct sometimes. I think sometimes he needs to make us by giving us difficulties sometimes or helping us guide through the difficulties in a way that brings us to a place of abundance. I think that's kind of where I am at sometimes, you know, because I know there's a place of abundance at the end of stepping out of this fear and this 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 thing. But, you know, he has to make me. It's almost like he has to help me by guiding me to the point where I was like, go where the green pastures are. And the still waters is peace and calmness and, and, and gentleness where you can go. Because if you look at a sheep, you go to the edge of the water and you can drink the water. And there's no rapids or nothing like that. There's nothing to hide an, uh, a creature in there that might hurt you. It's still. It's calm. It's peaceful. And so he maketh me. But then, you know, there's another way of translating that. It's like he maketh me as in he created me to have abundance and to be in peace. And a lot of times I think that's more the, the fact, you know, he created me to be uh, in peace and have abundance in my life. You know, I think that's more like what it is, right? He restoreth my soul. So, okay, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. So he restoreth my soul. This is salvation. This is, you know, my soul was is going towards hell. It has been since the moment I was uh, born. It's, it's the way it is. I, we are not preordained saved. Now, God might have a plan for us, but we are not preordained saved. So my, so, But he restores my soul. He restores my soul because he reached out for me. I reached back to him. He said, you accept me. I accept you. I'll have no other gods besides you. I have no other shepherds besides the Lord. And so then when, he, when I do that, he restores my soul. Now, all of a sudden, my soul is no longer one that's heading towards damnation, but it's heading towards salvation. And uh, it's very, very important, <laughs> very important thing for us to know about in this life, right? He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. No, so the idea, even the whole scripture is, is really doing you, showing you two things, right? It's showing you that Jesus died for you, and that he accepted all of your sins in order for you to go to heaven. Secondly, it's also teaching you how do you walk this life out without causing more problems for other people, for yourself, for your your community. And this is walking out in righteousness. This is doing what's right and not what you want. And that's a very important thing to do because what's right is going to keep you in right standing with God and to keep your accounts short so you don't have to repent for a bunch of stuff that you're doing on a regular basis. And that comes with when he restores your soul. Some people think that you, if you get born again, that's it. You're saved. And that and you, but the Bible does say at one point, uh, be careful. You don't lose your salvation. So we need to walk out in righteousness in order to make sure we don't lose the salvation. And you can lose it by ignoring God and saying, you know what? 
I don't believe you actually are God. I don't believe you actually are my savior. And then you walk away from him. He honors that because you have free will. So then you lose your salvation. And then you're heading back to the same place you had back before. Don't ever do that because it's a horrible place. You don't want to go there. I haven't personally been there, but I've had visions of what it feels like to be in that environment. And I cried for weeks. Not a nice place. <laughs> Not a nice place. And it says for his namesake. Why does he do it? He's doing it so when you walk free, when you walk and you have abundance and you have peace and you're righteous and, and people say, well, why are you why are you like this? Because God. Because God. That's why. Because of God. Right? This is the big one. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now the valley of shadow and death is here. Now there is a valley of uh, in Israel that's called the valley of death where, you know, it's supposed to be the end times uh, battle takes place and, and there's going to be lots of death there, you know, and apparently there's lots of blood. Anyways, not important to get into. But I believe that this life that we live in, this is the valley of shadow of death. Because unless you are born again, you are in the process of dying. I am in the process of living forever. You know, one day my physical body will die, but my spirit, my soul will continue forever in heaven. And I will live forever. There's eternal death and there's eternal life. The eternal death is if you don't accept Jesus Christ and you die, you're going to hell. And you'll be dying eternally. But if you accept Jesus Christ, you live eternally in heaven. So the valley of the shadow of death is around us. is all uh, death. Everybody's walking towards death, except for those who accept Jesus Christ. And we walk through the valley. And we, although we see the shadow of death all around us, we don't walk with death. We walk with life, with Jesus Christ. You know? And he says, I will not fear evil. Well, why would I fear evil if... The King of Kings, Lord of Lords, God is on my side. I, I don't fear evil. So evil is not something to fear. Evil is something to watch out for. And the way you watch out for it is that you walk in righteousness. And if you walk in righteousness, you don't have to worry about evil because righteousness and evil can't go together. So you walk in righteousness. You do what's right in the eyes of God. Evil will walk away from you. You know, you resist the devil and he will free, flee. So resisting the devil is that even though he wants you to do evil, you continue to do good. Eventually he'll say, well, I can't convince this person, so he'll take off. And then you'll have more freedom. That might take till the end of your life, till you're old and gray. But that's what happens, right? His rod and his staff, he comforts me. So uh, when, if you think about what the shepherd does, the shepherd uses a rod and a staff, which is the same thing, okay? The, the staff you know, that has a hook on the top and then the rod is the bottom part, right? So his rod and his staff. So what he does is he takes the bottom of the staff and he hits the rod against the sheep, the side of the sheep, just softly, just to keep them on the path. If they start to wander off where he doesn't want them to go, he goes, boop, and they get back on the path. And so it's a little reminder from God saying, oh, you're going off path here a little bit, boop, boop, and knock you back over. But then the, the staff is the hook, and it's more aggressive. And so if you continuously always going off, then he can hook you and pull you quickly back and drag you back on the path and say, hey, 
And it's even been known that some shepherds, when the sheep continuously goes off and off, they will break the leg of the sheep. And people think, well, that's cruel. That's mean. Better that they have a broken leg than they walk off into the woods and get eaten by a sheep, uh, wolf. Better that that happens. And so, and you know, I think this is where sometimes the scripture, when it says that it's better that you pluck out your eye than that you have that and to stop you from getting to heaven. So I think this is part of that whole thing. It's like, you know, it's better that you have a broken leg and you survive, you know, than you, you allow to go into the wilderness and get eaten by a wolf and then you're dead and you hadn't had the opportunity to seek out the Lord and accept him as Lord and Savior and walk it out and have your salvation. And then you're, you're stuck. You're dead, right? Uh, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Okay. I think this is like, um, this is the ministry. This is ministry life. So he anointed your head with oil. Right? That's the second part. So he prepares a table. So, so when we go into a ministry situation and we are praying for somebody who is going through something, a disease, a, a demonic possession, whatever the situation is, we're praying for that person. We are sitting at the table that God has prepared and the enemy is in the people who need freedom. And so, and he anoints us with oil, which means he anointed us with the ability to cast out the demons, to cast out, the, to set the people free, to heal them. That's what that's all about. And our cup runneth over. Why is our cup runneth over? A cup runneth over because he wants to show us that we have more than enough. It's not just our cup is for us, but the overflow, that is for the other people. So when we stand up in front of the congregation and we do a, we, we preach or we go to do a, a, a healing line or um, deliverance or whatever we go to do, we need to be filled up, overflowing when we get into that situation. So God fills us up of overflow with anointing. So then we are full and then we have more than enough that we can give that to other people. We can pray for other people and get them set free from the things that we're getting set free from ourselves. Hence the podcast. I'm getting set free. My cup is overflowed. I want to share it with you so you can be set free. And that's what I want to do. That's my life call. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy is like God's goodness and mercy because we he knows that we're sinners. He knows that we will have a tendency to do things we shouldn't do that sin. And But his goodness and his mercy is salvation, that he died on the cross for us, that he was sacrificed for us, He that he got whipped for our pain and our suffering and he take it. And then now we can get healing and freedom and deliverance and salvation because of what is. That's his goodness and mercy. And surely should follow me all the days of my life and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So all of our lives, we'll walk with goodness and mercy. We'll have that blessing on us. We'll have forgiveness with our life all through our life. And at the end of our lives, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So it's salvation. It's the walk of a Christian. It's a walk of a believer. It's what it is. And it's a wonderful thing. I think um, I think it's really interesting that, you know, 
God wrote it in, in you know, uh, in the Bible like that and to give us a glimpse of what a life of a Christian is supposed to be and to delve into that. Psalms 23, it's a really, really great psalm. And I would suggest if you wanted to, if you had never really dealt with uh, scripture before, dive into that. Excuse me, read it, memorize it, learn it. It'll be a wonderful thing for you to do. A wonderful thing. So I love you. I love you a lot. I really do love you. I pray that you receive this onto, into your heart and you will take this and you will use it as a way to motivate you to get forward, go forward. I am dealing with my own insecurities, my own fears, walking through this situation, not free yet, getting there, learning. A lot of abilities. Abilities does not mean success unless you're willing to take the risk to put it out there to share it with people. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to take a hard step to do the things that I find difficult to do in order to benefit you, but also to benefit me. Praise God. I love you. 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 I pray that God shows you what it is to be his sheep, and he is your shepherd. Allow him to use his rod and his staff to comfort you by guiding you where you need to go and what you need to do. He has a whole book called the Bible to guide us, to lead us. But he also has his presence to give us glory and wonder and joy and peace and love. His presence is powerful. Learn to go into it. Learn to change the way you think about yourself. To know that you are a God-created being. That you are meant for spiritual life. More than a physical life. Okay, I love you. This might have been a little longer than usual, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you very much. Bye-bye.